You guys ready to do a show? Woo! Uh, <laughs> so much echo in here. I know. Let's do a show. <laughs> the following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite Everybody! lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Lobby. <laughs> the lobby, whatever this is, the main room in Threshold. In North Hollywood, California, in front of a perverted studio audience. Hello, lovely perverts. Woo! I'm Kathy. Oh, I'm Owl. Hi. <laughs> and I am Count Boogie. Who and there just is walked under, in here? We just, Anna just came in. Oh my God, uh, Anna just came in in like a Slytherin cloak. Is she cloak. wearing a Slytherin cloak? It is. We're starting early. Unger, take your call. Sit you, down, sit. you. Sit. And you find a couch and sit down. You just find a couch. Go reach through the cage and molest Bunny. What? Yeah, don't you want to molest Bunny? She's in a cage. Yeah, why are you behind us? It's awkward. <laughs> I'm telling you, Kathy, we're still working out the logistics. <laughs> Everybody's like, just walking around as if we're not recording. It's just They're having com- completely or- just fucking... Ma- but you know what? Al is sitting right in her chair. Wearing your... Yeah. Ready... To guest host wearing the silly hat sombrero. Yes, that's good. Feels so, great. How are you doing, Al? I'm great. Are you uh, are you are you ready to just jump in to any yeah. conversation? Seems we gave Hell you yeah. no prep. <laughs> You're just ready to do it. I have no idea what we're talking about. That's good. That's no different than <laughs> than us. 172 <laughs> episodes. Effectively scare anybody from coming and sitting in the audience if they know that at any second you could just grab them and make them go sit in the guest chair. <laughs> I. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, it's a chair. It's sitting there. There's a microphone. We have uh, a warm body. Huh? Kathy, what? Oh my God! There's so much fun. Okay, so first off, sex swing win today. Everyone clap. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sex swing win. Uh, Bunny was in the Love Lab. Remember the Love Lab? We used to do I the do show remember. there. Uh, it's across the way. Um, so she's like, Daddy, can I make a sex, you know, can I make a swing? And I'm all, you can't swing in here because you'll rip my roof apart. And But I do have a hard point in there. And so she makes this intricate, you know, thing and then sits on it. And she's like, you know, and she made it. It kind of looks like our sex swing, the sex swing that uh, Lorelai Mission donated to us. What did she make us. it out of? Rope. And she just did like, you know, I said, okay, make it this rope has about 50 pounds weight bearing. So do it like quadruple. And, and this and is in, in all the room that's left over now that you took yes, out all the recording so equipment. Much room. Oh, my God. We just <laughs> spin in circles just in this giant space that the podcast equipment is no more. We just it's very nice. I have a hook in the wall now so I can actually hang someone there cool. and play with them. I actually played with somebody uh, on uh, Saturday, nice. hooked him to the wall and whipped him. It was it was great to have that room. So Bunny made a swing. So Bunny makes a swing and then she doesn't kind of like it it works so she's happy that it works but then she's like I, i'm just gonna you know she just wanted to sit in a swing at this point so she puts up the sex swing and she gets in it and she starts trying to navigate it. and i think we tried this once like a year ago and it just kind of didn't work and so giving her a little bit of time to like make it work and find the right place all of a sudden she got into kind of the sex swing position. Yeah. So, of course, I'm going to come over and, and be very proud of her for, for accomplishing such a magnificent feat. And, uh, you know, she's kind of whoop, spread open. And she has little panties on. And uh, and I start just kind of, you know, just running my finger, you know, just you know, telling her how good she is at getting <laughs> into the swing. Very, very proud daddy moment. And so, of course, she gets in heat. 
And uh, and so we actually made it work uh, for the first time. It was very successful. And then, of course, Muse sitting there like, eh, it's a, eh, <laughs> you know, the swing, <laughs> this swing needs to be swung further. So it was like a little, it's like a, a it, it worked out really well. Uh-huh. It was very, very fun. And then, you know, you got your Hitachis and everything. You know. Everything is about outlets and logistics. And I just spend a lot of time planning if we're going to be here then we're going to need this, 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 this. And there's going to need to be lube and there's going to be need to be these stores. So now with more room in the love lab, I can set more things up. So, so lovey-dovey can happen. You are quite the craftsman. Yes. I have a lot of time on my hands, <laughs> Kathy. You know, there's not a lot to think about when you're mopping a dungeon. It's just, the, the podcast and your music only take up so much time. So much time. And you can't really think of the podcast while you're mopping because it'll just make you sad. I see. But it's pretty cool. So what's going on uh Oh, well, oh, yeah. What? Uh, go. <laughs> Unger's back. Unger is back. Unger, 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 Unger. Hi, Unger. Oh, I can't hear anything Wait, now. Wait, what? Hello, Boogie. <laughs> Are you back for good or is it just, just temporary? I'll be here this week, probably next week, the week after. I probably won't because I'll be at Wasteland, and then I'm back for the rest of the year unless I go to Texas in November. Which is a coin toss at this point. Traveling Unger. So it's Traveling Unger, and he was out, and uh, and I don't know if you heard the show where we talked about... So so I was driving the, the whole time? <laughs> I swear to God, dude, you just sounded like you were in a fucking tent, and you were going to wake people up, and you're like, I, I hey, kind of was. Hey, hey Boogie, this is, this is Unger, and you're just... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to be, and I did this thing, and I talked to a guy, and it was pretty. And I'm like, Unger, it's radio. We can't. <laughs> the audio was just so low and just muffled, so I just kind of went blow by blow. But you did get one final recording, and I'm actually going to play it because it was actually kind of yeah, uh, kind of interesting. After so we'll, your feedback, I kind of that, tried you, to speak louder. You did, and, it and was, there wasn't someone sleeping in the next room. That is perfect. <laughs> that is perfect for future. If you're going to send audio to perverted podcast, please understand that it has to be kind of clear. And you have to speak uh, in a bold, uh, clear voice. One would think that that's obvious. That, well, I guess, you know, if you've done a show and you understand the sound quality or whatever, people are like, ah, they'll just make it work because they don't know what, you know, right. goes into it. So I'm just letting you know Unger got it together and here's a better sounding thing. Hey, everyone. It's Unger checking in. I'm about to start my job. I didn't say he was more excited. <laughs> I just said he spoke. Good, because he more, wasn't. More clearly. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Unger checking in. I'm about to start my journey back, and I, 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 I found someone, well, out here. Hey guys, <laughs> blast from the past, Abyss says hello. I miss everybody, and big hugs and kisses to Kathy, and Mark, and everyone in podcast land, and mostly, fuck off, Boogie. <laughs> so there you have it. I'm on my way back. I'll probably be on the show Monday. If not, I'll get this to Boogie anyway. But Hey, everyone. It's hey, Unger checking so in. Jesus Again. Yeah, no, no more checking in from Unger. So did you have a good trip, Unger? I did. Did you see some kinky stuff? A little bit. Depending on your definition of kinky. Yeah. Either a little bit or a whole lot. Did you know that, that Unger is so descriptive? He is. He's he just was back actually and he more descriptive, descriptive to okay. me earlier. Did you know that he is new and improved, Unger? He new said, and improved, Unger. Yeah, he said something that scared me more than I have ever been scared in listening to Unger in that same. He Sunday. said he wanted to lick your pussy. No, that wouldn't have surprised wouldn't me it? because wouldn't have? I'm awesome, you know. Yeah. And he's That's Unger, true. so. What Someday he said, I'm going to say that. What? 
just, someday now I'm going to say that. <laughs> say how she reacts. Just to say, Kathy, hey, how um, you doing? You doing good? Can I lick I'm your so pussy? I'm so jaded at this just point. Pull out a lollipop <laughs> from your pocket. It'll be great. And for a lollipop, I'll do a lot. He actually Especially said to orange. me, I said, how did the, the trip go? And he said, I think my faith in humanity has been restored. <laughs> Fucking what? Yes. Our Unger said that. <laughs> Did you fucking drop E? No. <laughs> God damn it, Unger. You fucking rolled this entire fucking trip, didn't you? Only on my tires. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tell us why this, this horrible is, thing happened. That is some hippie fucking special K shit going on there. No special K either. No. Um, so... The first major stop was at a music festival in Tennessee. Okay. Uh, punk, metal, country, bluegrass, blues, all mixed together in different stuff. Sounds fairly eclectic. It was. It was fantastic. Uh, you camp there, so everybody's there all weekend. There was no security. There was not a single shirted security person there. No police presence, nothing like that. 3,000 people, not a single fight. Not a single altercation. Everyone helping each other out. I think that would I am so suspicious. <laughs> like I can't just I can't even bring yeah, that exactly. inside exactly to where I'm like there was drugs until you, well there were <laughs> there wasn't me of, but there were a lot, a lot of lot drugs, drugs. <laughs> there was a lot of people smoking pot <laughs> just but too much weed and a lot of drinking well that's a lot good of drinking that's actually wonderful and then the week after that it was forty people coming together to do all kinds of amazing things right. That was crazy and crazy. Well, it's good. Well, we had some craziness here <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs> so, uh, neighbor, I just feel, you know, I'm updating. And this wasn't uh, our issue with the homeless people. This was actually, uh, I think it might have been one of our uh, wild uh, gay orgy private renter parties. Oh, brother. So, uh, our neighbor comes from the building next door. And even though I'm the janitor, I'm kind of the mom. So, I get to kind of field all this stuff. Nice guy. Comes over. Hey, man, you know, talking about the parking, you know, dealings with some people parking in Hotel Unger, you know, they park in front of the bay door. So I said, fuck yeah. it, tell them, you know, they're not supposed to park there. But he said, and then um, Friday night, which was the night of, of one of our renters, uh, one of our wonderful renters, he says, I, I, I come out at 1030 in the evening, not two in the morning, not three in the morning, 1030 in the evening. And he says, by this car. I look around this car right next to my door, and there's a guy naked fucking a couch cushion by himself. Oh, no. And and I knew he's, you know, because I see everyone go into that party at your place, oh. <laughs> and he was like one of those guys, and, uh, and I see screams at him. Hey, what the fuck are you doing? You can't do this here. I'm going to call the cops or whatever. He says the guy looked at him. And then went right back to fucking his couch cushion. <laughs> you kind of kind of respect that. So I guess he finished. And then he got in his car, took the cushion with him. Apparently they're going to have some aftercare and intimacy later. So I called the promoter of that <laughs> event. And I'm like, hey, this is a... Uh... Dude. And he's like, oh, oh, <laughs> just... If I'm going to feel that, just that twist in your chest when you have to somehow apologize to your neighbors <laughs> for uh, the things that just, yeah, shouldn't happen. Then you're going to hear it from me. <laughs> yeah. I'm going <laughs> to. Wow. So they're going to have more people walking 
the yeah. parking lot to. Hey, uh, if we have to do it for our parties, they to have get to do couch it for fucker. Theirs. I mean, uh, couch uh, fucker. That'll be fucking couch fucker. You know, it's, <laughs> it's a fetish for everything. It's now couch fucking if uh, you oh. you need it. Fedlife.com bruises and bondage and pussies and dongs. Fedlife.com consensual, safe and sane ish. For your peace of mind, just know that we have gotten permission to read this from Kathy. Eh. From Kathy. What, what did you just point at the thing? I didn't know if you wanted to do this. Oh, no, no, nah, yeah, skip over. That's okay. fine. <sighs> okay, fine. so we've, we've turned the tables. Al, usually what happens is Kathy, um, who I now have, I had an appreciation for Kathy before. Oh, brother. I did, I did. No, no, no. <laughs> that, no, no. We're not talking about respect. I'm, appreciation is much different than respect. I have no respect. We have no respect uh, for one another. We have no another. respect for one another. That's how we've been able to maintain this joyous relationship. So um, Kathy usually gets the Fet Life thing, gets the permission from the person to talk about their post, and then takes their usually very, very long thing and then edits it somehow. Butchers it. To be coherent so that the listeners, perfect podcast listeners, can understand and then we talk about it, and everyone has a point of reference of the thing. So she's like, you know, hey, we had talked. Kathy's going through a situation in her life. She wrote a post about it, uh, very articulate, emotional. Uh, and so she's like, and I'm like, I, let's do this post. Let's do because she's read my post before. And I'm like, okay, well, then we're going to do it. And she says, all right, but we're going to turn the tables. <laughs> we're going to turn the tables. You're going to handle it. I don't talk like that. And you're going to edit. <laughs> edit this. Edit this motherfucker, you'll know what I have to and go so through. And so I dreaded it, like, all week. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, because it's a long post. And I'm like, I don't fucking, I don't deal with this shit. So, uh, Kathy? Yes? I have a new appreciation. <laughs> I am blind and have my bifocals on, so I will attempt to get through this. And I just want you to know, as you have often said, I butchered the fuck out of this. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be coherent, so it may. Uh, but it's a it's a it's a long read. I'll try to get through it as much. Uh, your post was called "House Cleaning: The Cruelness of Polly." I used to work as a personal organizer, working with clients in their homes. One of the most frustrating and challenging parts of this work is explaining to them that they needed to purge a lot of what they were holding on to. Why was it hard? Because to them, these things still had value, and they didn't understand why they had to get rid of them. So I would ask them in a simple question. If that old TV has so much value, why did you buy a new one to replace it? The thing is, there was nothing actually wrong with that old TV set, so they were right to not want to get rid of it. One of the hardest times in Polly is when you realize that you are that old TV set. There's nothing wrong with you. You work just fine. It's just that your boyfriend has met someone new, and the two of you have to now sit down and talk and find a way to rearrange things so that everyone fits into this new dynamic. Maybe the transition will be relatively easy because he only intends to spend Wednesday nights with his new partner. And maybe it's much harder because it turns out that your boyfriend and his new partner have really hit it off, and they have decided that they want to move in together and start a 24-7 power exchange. He has no intention of losing you as a partner, but the tables have now completely flipped, and it's suddenly you who gets the Wednesday nights, only this time it's at your place because you can't very well spend the night at what was now to become their place. Partners will come and go, and you will have to shift your life each time it happens. Sometimes you will be the one in the positive column, and sometimes you will be in the negative. Will you ever be able to look at your partner the same way again? 
Or will the cold hard fact that he's chosen to shuffle you to a lower place in the pecking order change your relationship forever? It's just that sometimes, sometimes, the cruelness of Polly can make me very, very sad. So I had a lot of feelings about this, Kathy. It's scary to me when you have feelings. I, I, well, I don't have a lot of feelings, but That's true. I, I really did have feelings about this. And uh, and first off... Uh, it was very emo, I know. It was very emo. Yes. It, was, it was super emo, but it was well-written, and uh, and I think you articulated your feelings very clearly about what's going on. And first off, I, I completely agree with you. It's shitty whenever there's a change. It's shitty when it's happening to you, of course, when you're on the short end of the stick. Um, but a lot of times, at least for me, you can't blame somebody for something they didn't plan. You meet, if, you meet, if your partner meets somebody and they really hit it off and they're way more compatible than you. You tell me what would be the right path to take. Would you turn that partner down and say, I'm going to stick with you and turn my back on something that I really want just because I don't want to be, I don't want to make you feel bad and I don't want to be the shitty one in this relationship. It's almost like no matter which way you go, you're fucked. Sure. And I know it's weird for me to have written that and then turn around and take the point of view of the other person. But the truth is, I in, after writing that post, I've had many people write to me and, and especially talk to me, friends, and say, well, that's, a real, that's horrible. Is that really happening? It's a really shitty thing. And, and I don't think that it, it's, it's easy to point a finger and say, there's, there's your villain right there. But it's not true because if I, as your friend Boogie, were to come to you and say, Boogie, there's this thing that I, I'm in a total turmoil here because there's this thing that I've always wanted my entire sure. life. And it's, I never thought it was going to happen and I had, I had finally given up hope that it was ever going to happen. And now it's, it's on my doorstep. It's, it's within reaching distance. But the only way I can have that is to hurt someone that sure. I really care about. Sure. Wouldn't you, as my friend, say... You know, Kathy, you got to go for it. You got to uh, do it the right way and do it in a compassionate way. But how can you turn your back on some? You know, I love you. You this should have your, what you this need. Is, this is your dream. Exactly. And I, so, I mean, I think this goes more than just relationships. I mean, Mew just went out of state to interview for med school that I will probably not be moving with her uh, if she gets into that med school. What's what's the goal? Bunny is in in her school. I mean, I think this this isn't just about relationships when those things come up. Yeah, but it's I, anything in life that yeah, can come that, up that, and tempt you. That says this is the thing you've been working for. I've been working since I was three years old to to be a musician and to tour and to have songs that people like and to to put my music out there. If all of a sudden I got an opportunity and they said, "Hey, get on a plane. You're going to Japan. They actually fucking like you out there." or Uruguay or fucking anywhere that they like my music that I could actually make a living and not be a janitor. What would I have to do? You know? And that would hurt your partner because they would know that you're, that they looked, you looked behind door number one and door number two and you didn't choose them where they were. Sure. You decided to choose something else. And that is something that is very hard to get over to know that you were not good enough that there was something out there that was better that was tempting and luring your partner away. But I, I mean, I really, this is where I'm like, okay, these are your honest feelings and the, the cruelness of honesty, um, uh, I think is a, a bigger picture. So it, it can be about me not being enough, but, you know, I've shared this before. Nobody's enough. 
Nobody's enough. I mean, that's why we have poly exist in our relationships. That's why we have other things. We aren't just one box of a person where one person can fit that one box. There is always a risk for another opportunity, either in life or in a relationship or whatever. And if you're two people that are completely fine and compatible and you guys like the same, you know, let's just watch reruns of Walking Dead for the rest of our lives. You know, that's great. But to people who are dynamic, people who have ambition, people who think about a bigger planet and a bigger world and have a higher calling, there is always going to be some risk of a major change or a shift or just the fact that one person has grown to a certain level and the other person has stopped growing and you're now not compatible in that growth to where you now start to look. But really, what are you going to do? Are you going to live a lie? I mean, a lot of monogamous people, they just live the lie and they keep the spouse and then they go cheat and they develop an entire other world and they just go ahead and keep everything. At least in poly, this is all right on the table. You got to see, you didn't, you're not getting knocked out of left field. You saw this, okay, they started the thing. Okay, now they're coming. It's a, you, at least you get some chance to prepare. I absolutely agree with you. I will take the cruelness of, of, Honesty and honest communication any day over not knowing. I would rather be hurt sure. and be told the truth than to be kept in the dark. I absolutely agree. You with deserve you. that. I mean, that, and that's where your self worth comes in. And it's like, it's shitty when those things change and all the times that I've been rejected in my life or failed or, or you know, someone's dumped me or, or whatever. But after you get over that pain, then. All of a sudden, it, it becomes, well, I can change my point of view. I can change my point of view, and now I can go, well, how am I going to become a better person? Because I've inevitably become a better person at every major change in my life. Or you get worse, and, and then you, you know, in my case, you drink, you overeat, you do, you know, all the things. But a lot of those major changes, a lot of those failures all led to me becoming a better person. Yeah, and I know that I've I've said that that very thing that you're talking about before. I, I I do feel that that's correct. When you're going through it, obviously that's little to no comfort because mm-hmm. yeah, you're yeah. just there's, dealing yeah, with the nothing. pain. We, at the yeah, moment. we've yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's you know it's one of those things that if you're in poly, you dread you dread the moment it's going to happen because mm-hmm. especially if you're going along just fine and you're actually enjoying your time with your partner a lot. And months go by, months turn into years, and suddenly you've spent so much time together that uh, you've just become enmeshed in each other's lives to suddenly have that torn away is, it hurts, it fucking hurts like hell. It is really a tough thing to go through and is very painful, um, but it's no more painful than anything else that happens in life. This is, this is not a unique pain. This is the pain that we are all going to endure and are enduring through life. So you're right when you say it's not just a partner. It's not just someone else that comes along and, and is more compatible with your, your boyfriend or girlfriend. It's anything. It's a job that comes along. It's an opportunity. It's any number of things that pull us away from the ones we love. And so I, I, I kind of, I remember writing that post and, and thinking, boy, this sounds really emo. I don't. I feel like I. I feel like a victim as I'm writing this. But, well, I mean, <laughs> but I was in that frame of mind. I felt that way. Go. I mean, I saw you got like. 
500 loves and like 8,000 comments. And so apparently pain sh- is very, pain is very, <laughs> very common thing that, that, that people have. Yeah. Al, would you, uh, did you have a, a thought on this? I, I you did. look terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I haven't been through a whole lot of stuff like that, but I feel like when you get to that point in a relationship where it's either like a new job or there's another partner coming along that your partner's more interested in, I feel like it's mostly just about like figuring out how to compromise or just move on if it's not sure. going to work out for you. Right. I mean, that's what I've done in the past with stuff like that. Yeah, those are absolutely the two choices you have, compromise or, or move yeah. on. And and I the, the thing that hurt the most was when this was happening with, it's no surprise, this was Creative Explorer I was going through, through it with. Um, I, I was surprised when I asked myself that, that I answered, I don't know that I'd be willing to compromise because I don't think I can. I don't, I think it would be very, very difficult to look him in the face and know that, that he, that, that he felt that way, that I am now second or third. Right. I I know that that's a shitty thing to say, but it's Mm. goddamn honest because I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I would have that same loving feeling for him, if I would have the same, um, feel the same w- level of intimacy with him. How could I ever do that? And I'm speculating because I still don't know what would happen. Right. We're still in the middle of it. It hasn't happened. It may very well happen very soon. It may not happen. But I will never be able to not know that about him anymore. I will always look at him and say, this is a guy who... Who you had this with. Yeah. And now that's and, transition. And within a heartbeat he will make a decision that would, will affect me drastically and I will have no say in it. And he will do it really with almost no mercy. Could you do the same thing to him? I ask myself that. And mm. I think if it were something I wanted badly enough, I probably would. Sure. So Boy, there's way too much honesty going on. It's here. a lot. I, Freaking you know, me out, man. <laughs> <laughs> what can you say? I mean, it's just, you have to make that choice of what do you want? Do you want honesty? And and this there's obviously this is the di- the type of polydynamic that you have. Um, and other people have different dynamics, but there's always still those risks, even if it's a triad where you guys are all you know everyone only you know has relationships with this. It can change no matter what. And in monogamy, it just it changes constantly. You hear people all the time talking about, I'm not happy with this. I'm not happy with that. Well, at that point, you're going to start looking for other things or you're going to start longing for other things. And then the relationship is going to get more and more separate. And that's why I just, I like the poly because at least we know as we're going, you know, we're as, as much as we all communicate, it's a lot easier for us to see when those gaps are starting to go. Like a couple months ago when I was doing really bad, I could start to feel that that my girlfriends were not as interested to be around me because I was a lot more toxic. So because we would talk about it and we would communicate about that. And of course, I got into therapy and I started trying to learn things uh, to to get better at it. But but yeah, it's, it's yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. What are you going to do? By the way, Ann Ann and uh, Bunny, I, I just want you to know that we can hear you whispering to each other. So if you could please stop doing that. I can't hear them. What were they saying? They're just having a conversation and I just don't want to hear it. You know, it's distracting. Thanks. That was shame and guilt uh, to be put on you. That was. You're mean. 
mean? <laughs> Why don't you just put a mic over there? And I we should. Could just we could just hear what they're talking. I'm sure it's probably Harry Potter and Slytherin and <laughs> and some somebody getting fucked by Snape or whatever. But uh, is it? No. Okay. Good. Okay. But yes, just. It's a big room. It echoes a lot. Thanks. I'm hearing. I'm trying to listen to Kathy like bear her soul. I'm burying my soul <laughs> over here. So anyway, anyway, we're moving. Oh, well, let's go into this thing. I forgot Unger was there. We should check in with him. Unger. Yes. What's going on in the chat room now hey, that you're back? Did they miss you? Did they say, hey, Unger, welcome back? No. They didn't even notice, did they? Didn't. I checked in a couple times while I was out, and oh, okay. they knew I was on vacation. So, no, they didn't say welcome back at all. <gasps> God. That's sad. Talk about fishing that. for love, man. Ooh. You're almost as bad as me. No, I don't need that right <laughs> now. Okay, talking to your mic, please. I don't need there that right now. Yeah. He forgot. He's gone for a He's short while. He's gone for a short while. Yeah. All the, all the so edits. nothing's going on in there then? Um, we're just ch- talking about couch fucking. Couch yeah. fucking. It's a thing now. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nothing shocks me. And, and the curse. Like, I just, it was just literally, oh, the curse. Did somebody else get in a no, car No, wreck? actually, there's a, a new person in the chat tonight. Uh, didn't ask for the, to say their names. I'm not going to. Um, but they're talking about how they listen to it on the way home from work and, and haven't. Or like, don't crash. Please don't, don't crash. crash. Yeah, we're all like that. Don't, and I was like, don't crash. Yeah, that's why I'm not caught up on the show because I didn't listen while driving through Utah oh, and and Colorado through the Rocky Mountains. No. <laughs> yeah, no. No. It, is that, wait a minute. Is that that we bore people so much they fall asleep at the wheel and crash their car? You know what? Don't poke at that too much, okay? I didn't Wait, even not, think not, not everyone fell asleep. Not everyone, but yeah, there was Laz a lot. Laz fell asleep. Laz fell asleep. Well, Laz is Laz. Laz was driving home after... Yeah, know, I was like... It's, yeah. yeah. Laz had it coming. No, well, what's oh, going oh, on? I didn't just say that, did I? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> You are a dick. I am. No more buttons for Kathy. I'm sorry, Laz. You are buttonless. <laughs> Kathy's going through something that's making her just a little yes, bit Yes, blame on it edge. on that. Good, Boogie. That's, uh, Good you idea. Know, I, just, I just want you to know, normally she's not like this at all, Laz. <laughs> Please don't die. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to sit back at this point. I'm like, you want me to read this? I'm like, Kathy, you're... I just want to hug you and just no. give you the space don't you need. Don't you dare. Just, you know, I don't want to cross you. Don't come near me. In the kitchen, I'm like, Kathy, would you? Ah, <laughs> fucking <laughs> man, you fucking meat dangling piece of shit. I did say that. <laughs> I'm like, Kathy, do you want some water? <laughs> no, I think even Unger came in. I'm all, there's too many goddamn penises in here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm taking my penis out. No more. I told you, it might be one less. Might be. What? Yes. He said Unger? that stuff has Unger, happened Unger, because you, of crocodiles, you, and I said Unger alligators, not crocodiles. Alli- I'm sorry, alligators. Are you transitioning, Unger? No, but he no. mentioned blood crotch, and I said I don't want to know what that is. Like, it apparently, has to do with an alligator. I, no, no. Well, I, I got a new nickname while I was gone, and that is blood crotch. I don't want to know what you did to your crotch to make you know, it bleed. Out of all the names that are not pretty, blood crotch is pretty much just you know just can't can't grip the. Yeah, the not pretty. It was no great. Nike. It huh? was great. It's it's and it's going to be be used at Wasteland. Did you stab your testicles or something? Oh God. I <sighs> no. want to know. Like, his, I mean, uh, he does like Unger does shit. You know, it's just like I'm going to light my head on fire and see what happens. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that one was an accident. But you buddy. saw what happened. It's like you're an adventurer. 
And so I had adventures. So you went and went. Uh, you waded in a alligator-infested pond. No, looking for golf balls. No, no. What? Um. So the alligators were a couple days before. Um, oh god. Well, they were. I They're still attached to his crock. No, <laughs> it's just right there. So, so anyone who's seen me play knows I bleed a lot. Um, and when I did the hook pull on the Saturday that I was in Atlanta, um, there were some problems and some accidents. It was kind of amazing. We'd never seen these things happen before, but I bled even more than normal. The accidents bleed more than normal blood crotch. Okay, it all I'm bled d- down my chest onto oh, my pants oh. in a dick-shaped formation on my crotch. Oh, a dick-shaped nice, a dick formation. Shape. Yeah, I can, I I can see. see. I can see I how can that totally works. I can totally see that. Yeah. Blood crotch. So now you have a new nickname. Nice. What blood crotch. Doo-doo-doo-doo. Blood crotch. Doo-doo-doo-doo. B-L-O-O-D-doo-doo-doo. Blood crotch. Doo-doo-doo-doo. No, we're going more saying it. Blood crotch. Is that Beanie Boy? Blood crotch. Blood crotch. Blood crotch. Please don't make a jingle. <laughs> Why? We just do it live. Yeah. Can, don't right. we have a letter? We do. We have Some a, email um, we got from our fantastic From Anonymous, listeners. who wrote to us and said, Dear Kathy and Boogie, I am totally fangirling here. I was just listening to episode 165, and I realized... You were reading the email I sent you. I am the non-kink listener. Remember her? Oh, that's right. Yes, our only non-kink listener. The only one brave enough. I was squealing in the car listening. I am now finally a Zam. The downside is now I have to wait for each week's episode to come out instead of being able to binge listen like I have been doing. I have heard this lament often, Boogie. Yes, these poor people. I feel... (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. But she does say, small price to pay for your greatness. We're great. You're great. No, you. No, you. No, Al's great. Al is great. Al is. I'm awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We suck. You and I suck. Yeah. Okay. She says, I have two requests. One, if I send you a self-addressed stamped envelope, do you have any Zam buttons available? I would love one. Especially after throwing fucking Laz under the bus. I'm going to (laughs) say probably not. Probably I'm could sorry, have made this work sorry, for the Jenna. listener, right. but you know. But frankly, I think this is a fabulous idea that they would send a self-addressed stamped I like envelope. It. Just make sure it's padded because there are pointy bits that I'll be mailing. We don't want that poking through and getting it. Anyway. Getting blood crotch. I will. Munger, <laughs> munger, munger, blood crotch. <laughs> Stop it! What? <laughs> so I will email you uh, anonymous and give you the address. If anybody wants a button from now on, I'm sorry, but send me a self-addressed stamped envelope and I will send it to you. So that's should, a great idea. Yeah, email us and I will email you back the address to send it to. Yeah, yeah. Th- thank you. That's a great. And the second thing is, she says, uh, I would like to donate to your Patreon account and do not know how to go about doing it. Neither Can do you? I. <laughs> <laughs> neither, neither do I. Hey, Can, here's the thing about Patreon that most people find confusing is that Patreon is set up for uh, repeating monthly. So monthly if you want to do payments. it one time, you do it and then you have to make sure to cancel it. Pretty much right after. Yeah, right. At, yeah, right. I think. You sign up like you normally would. You right. create an account. You put in the amount that you want and you make it as if it's going to be recurring. Right. And once it comes through, you go back and you close your account. Wouldn't or you stop it or deactivate it. <laughs> It's the type of show we do. We it can't is. get on like GoFundMe and other things. But that, don't we that have do. a, a PayPal account? We do have a PayPal account and Which people have done that. What? It's the what? The fee? I don't know. Fee hasn't been on the show since like episode 16. 
Boogie what? Muffy. There's what? a fee for everything. Wait, hang on a sec. What? Yes. I have a request courtesy of some of the people from the Discord. Ooh. Yes. Are you able to offer some lower tier options so the poor people can support you on Patreon? Lower what is tier the lowest? Five bucks is the lowest. Only There's only one option for $69. What? what? Is that why yes. we're not getting any money? There, what? I never... When I checked it last with the people there, there's only one tier, the $69 one. Okay, we're going to have to check that out. I have never put 60... Ma- he just... Okay, so, yeah, whatever. Shut up. Okay, maybe it was like back in the days when I was doing... Si- 69, Boogie, really? Because in particular, Aki has complained that she would donate like one, five, or ten dollars, okay. but that's not an option. When okay, we, look at we gotta it. get Okay, in well, and let's check it see. Out. This is why well, I don't know these things. You said it that's up. That's why I'm telling you. I said it up like eight years ago. Okay, we gotta two. check this out. But did you know? Did you know we have someone in our audience who donated money to us? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! So. This is it was shadow? simple, right? You go ah! in there, you donate, and then you deactivate it, right? Well, I wasn't going to deactivate it. Well, oh, well, you guys are talking. You do a mic if you want to talk. Oh, God. God, you're go to the so mic. so prickly well, and now we're talking crotchety. Of- Making me hunger, hunger, hunger. Bloody crotch. <laughs> Stop it. I like oh, how God. everyone's just bent over to talk to the fucking mic. Fine, we'll move it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so what good. did you do? You signed on. Uh, yeah, I'm going to the website again, but when I looked, there were multiple tier options, and there's like, oh, five is like, hey, and there's a shout out, and there was like a business option if you wanted like to promote your business for, I think it was like 25 or something, so. What? So, would you find out what the hell Addy is talking about? It's just the perverted podcast Patreon? Because you messaged me back, like, thanking me for donating. Sure. (laughs) That is... Like business, probably just business shout out? I don't remember putting any of that stuff up. I think you need to get back on I'll there and find out what on. you did. I'll figure it out. All right. I <sighs> thought people just hated us. I'm going to go iPad. <laughs> well, I'm they used, do. I'm so used to that. I'm just like, man, they hate us. It's I'm fine. comfortable with that. <laughs> well, I'll, well, I'll definitely. Right. Well, thank you uh, for that. I will email you back and let you know what address to send your self-addressed stamped envelope. That would be lovely. And we'll check out fucking patreon.com to see what the hell boogie did sometimes love is less than nice you may need some fucking advice right now like how to work a bank account apparently that we need advice on. that's why you don't put me in charge of these but we don't remember what our paypal account is huh no it has it i think there's a perverted podcast there's a link Oh. No, I went on our, our website. It's not up it's there now? It's not up okay, there. Because I was going to send her to that instead. Try to dig, dig get, that up. Get your act together, you know, Boogie. As poor as we are, we really We sure do fuck be, ourselves. We sure do. <laughs> All right. I'm so, trying to save people money. <laughs> stop doing that. You can't save people money and simultaneously complain that you have no money. See how that doesn't work for you it does if you like whining uh, well you hello do like don't whining. take my one thrill okay go all right <laughs> this is another anonymous who wrote a very short question is there something wrong with me for getting aroused by knife play no hunger 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 crotch <laughs> answer no <laughs> look yeah. everyone's now just going to the microphone <laughs> oh. everyone second answer no <laughs> okay i can also say no so, Everybody here uh, says no. Uh, <laughs> Mew, wait, Mew's coming over. <laughs> Mew, Mew, what do you think about knife play? Mew. Oh, awesome. thank you. 
Very Mew good. Mew has very... weighed in. Nice. Unger pulls out his knife. <laughs> and, oh my God, he and now he drops it on his fucking... Unger, Unger, Unger. Don't be blood crotch. <laughs> he flipped it before he dropped it. It almost hit him in the face. The only one you became blood crotch for the title. You don't need to redo it to affirm your status. Oh, it's great. Oh um, God, I'm on Patreon scared. and you can make a $5 pledge. What the hell is Aki uh, talking about then? Or you can change it to $1. Oh, really? There's a kinky as fuck podcast. There's a custom pledge. Custom pledge. All right. Oh, okay. All right, let's get back to the... All right. Aki is high or something. So, yeah, well... So. Knife play. Knife play. Sexually aroused. This is not just liking This is sexually play. aroused. Well, um, we have some experience around these parts with the old knife play. And I think it's, uh, it's an issue that a lot of people have early when they first start developing their kinks when they're maybe transitioning away from some of their programming that you shouldn't do this you shouldn't do this this is bad you know or whatever they want to kind of bolster themselves up and they have an image of what kinks should and shouldn't be and so it's very very normal we hear it all the time people come in and they're like god am i a freak for wanting this am i a freak for liking this am i a freak for this arousing me which of course once you're here for a little while and you're in a community you're around a bunch of people that says well first question uh is this something that you're damaging yourself with are you what are your reasons what is your intention behind this you know and then you go through that but does it turn you on and if it does turn you on how is that somehow bad and it's not (laughs) Well, uh, no, you're absolutely right. Anytime when you start exploring kink and suddenly the thing that is arousing you is something that society says is bad, the first thing you're going to think of is, oh my God, what the fuck is wrong with me? I need to get some therapy. I need to speak to a professional because that's obviously not good. I mean, what's not arousing about that tension? You know, knife play brings tension. You have the blade. There's the eroticism behind it. There's the danger of you're going to get cut if the knife is is a sharp knife. There are so many things that are just erotic and taboo that your natural physiological response is arousal. There's so many things like that. Danger is arousing. That's why people jump out of airplanes and things like that because it just charges your entire body up to do things that are kind of edgy. Right, but it's perfectly common that the average person, upon hearing that someone they know is sexually aroused by knife play, uh, that the first thought is, where does where do they stop? Do they cross that line into danger? Because normally people who don't know anything about BDSM or kink play don't understand that there is that very definitively marked line that you simply do not cross. Most of us here in the kink community know that line very well. At least I hope they do. If they don't, not like I would know. All about of a sudden, it. I'm like. Wait, line, what they? line is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all you like death. <laughs> yeah. Would you ever purposely harm someone that didn't want to be cut? Okay, so consent is, is consent the line you're is talking that about. Because I'm you, thinking about what line do you actually stop? You know, the cut. You know, do you? If you're some aroused people by cut, no, cut if you're to be restitched, by, you know, yeah, those people that cut to, to where they have to stitch the person afterwards. If you're aroused by knife play and you're thinking to yourself. I like being cut or I like cutting someone else. It is sexually arousing to me. Do you then set out to find consenting adults to do this with? Sure. To find the rules, to find the right way to do that, to make sure you're safe, to make sure you know the body's anatomy? 
or do you just recklessly go in and cause harm to someone else so that you can get aroused? And that line to most of us, as I said, is very definitive. You, that line is not something that we ever want to cross. We might cross it in our fantasies like most people do. Sure. But we don't cross it in real life. Oh, I'm pretty rapey in, in my fantasies. But the first time you hear that someone you know is into that or God forbid you think it yourself that you're into that, you start to question, do I have that line? Does that person know to never cross that line? And there's always that doubt because you don't know what's in that person's head. Let's say it's a friend of yours or relative of yours. You don't know. You're doing nice play with a relative? It's fucking hot, Kathy. That is so hot. That's what I'm just saying. No. Did you just make a pouty face? I did make a pouty face. You cut me off. I'm sorry. I don't even know where I'm going with this hey. anymore. See, the point is, is how, well, this is what you do when you want me to stop talking. Just say something like <laughs> exactly. incesty. Lose it. Something about you having incest. Well, I mean, I just, I there's so many examples. It's like I so often that I'll just be taking you know bunny from behind or something like that i just i have because once again logistics i have (laughs) knives hanging there so i can just and look she's nodding in her cage her chain cage um i take the knife and i just drag it across her back and she fucking comes like literally 20 seconds later so it's very arousing for a lot of people and i think that's okay i think you should be allowed to have anything that arouses you in your mind uh if it's not something that is so damaging that you're going to have to go out and and risk harming someone in the real world. So that that is like you talked about your line. You know, people have all sorts of fantasies. The types of fantasies that people talk about here and and my girlfriends talk about and that I have are absolutely not ethical, consensual, or moral. Inside our head, it's okay. But if you don't know what that line is, that's when it becomes dangerous. And those are the people that actually start to go too far and then start doing things non-consensually and harming people. And I actually think it's good that someone like this questions that. You want people questioning that. Yeah. And then go go within and ask yourself the question, would I ever hurt somebody who didn't want to be hurt? Uh, where are my ethics? Where where would I stop? Where you know how am I going to do this? And I think you're going to find out pretty quickly that if you're a decent person, or if you're a sadist who psychopath who doesn't <laughs> care about someone else's feelings, then you got problems. But you're probably not going to be worried about it. But okay. it's it's perfectly normal to think that. I mean, I remember I, I've talked about this. I remember when I was uh, starting to masturbate preteen, and I started fantasizing about other women, and I thought, oh my god, I'm I'm gay. I don't want to be gay. I've seen so many horrible things in the media about gay people and how they're treated. And I freaked out. And it was all based on what I had heard or been told or seen, all the negative aspects of that. Right. Then you get older and you realize it's not that big a deal. And it's the same with this. It's the same with knife play or anything else that you finally realize you're aroused by. And and. To go off that, I think um, it adds that there are no positive connotation of knives kind of in mainstream media or anything. You know, it's either used to chop vegetables or to like eat, eat, eat right, somebody. kill people. Like versus like if you're thinking about like fire, oh, like fire can like burn people or it could be used for like the scented candles. In right. Or a, a nice or, like, fireplace you know, or something. something like that. Or like, yeah, or but knives like there's no. There's no immediate example that you can think of to be like, oh, that is arousing. So why would I be aroused by that? But Things like, until that you... is actually a very good point. Do I get a gold star? That, that you get a gold <laughs> <Yeah>! star. <laughs> okay. 
that is very that is absolutely. I didn't think about that. It, it's true. There's just not a lot. You don't see a lot of things that romanticize unless you watch late night TV for the uh, infomercials. Oh, like food oh, porn. Yeah. It slices, dices, it cuts. Oh, no, no, there's cut. like knife shows. There's like uh, knife porn of this will cut anything. I was yeah. going to say, they, like, yeah. Just show, seen, like, like, show different fits. knives and how they look and then different designs and a lot of them are crap. It's okay. like gun porn, but just pokey. And that's where you cut the hole in your couch cushion and fuck it in a parking lot and bug our neighbors. And end up with blood crotch. Let's... Munger, 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 blood crotch! God. You know the name of this show is going to be Blood Crotch. I can see that coming. All it is, I'm sure. Depending on your, gen, you know, depending on your chromosome count, it could mean two different things. If you're a woman, Blood Crotch is not blood. something you yell from the rooftop. No, <laughs> so many stories. Generally, if you're a guy, it's not either. It's not. <laughs> Unless you're boogie and hunger. Unless it you is get true. The name yeah. in a weird way. It is true because uh, apparently, hunger. Uh, Women sometimes leak during their time. Yeah, I know. No leak. matter how, no matter how much we think they should just use the correct pad or something like that, doesn't matter. There is no there correct is the, pad. That's what I'm saying. Shut I'm up, trying, penis man! I am trying. I'm, a, I'm. I'm trying to commune. You are not. I'm trying to commune. I'm trying to say oh, that blood crotch oh, for women is okay. Shut when up! Happens. Yes, smack him upside the person, head. They thought I, was, I had like a UTI or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> or oh something, or like a kidney infection, or something, where I was pissing blood. Just I was like, pissing. "No, you're no. no, I just leaked. <laughs> I just leaked. This is what we do. Like the women who leak because they're not using the proper pad. No, I said you we, said I was ex- proper. I was explaining to him that there is no pro- ah. Fuck me, Jesus Christ. Hunger, 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 blood crotch. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Hmm. And that is our show. <laughs> Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you are in the Los Angeles or surrounding area, visit Threshold.org. Find out about joining their kinky family. Thank you to everyone that was here tonight. And thank you, Uncle, for coming back and hanging out with us. Blood crotch. Yeah, Blood sure. crotch. There's no way I can name everybody that was here tonight, but thank you guys for being here. If you have questions, comments, or ideas, either email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or call us at 424-226-2037. I don't know why I keep saying that. Nobody ever called. No, they do. I just, there was a couple. You had better get on the damn machine. I'll do that this week. And don't forget to visit pervertedpodcast.com. And that was show 172. Next week, 173. I like it when you get Casey Casey. This song coming up for you is called Sex on other planets. It's a clever little song that might have some mew and bunny orgasms in the middle of it. So uh, stick with that song and uh, see what you think. Because god damn it, there are no rules in my music anymore. I I, I shared a song with Discord today that has an orgasm in it. Really? Yeah, the Prince song, Orgasm. Oh, there you go. From Purple Rain, if you are a Prince fan. Have you ever had any rules in your songs? Yeah, I try. <laughs> I gave up. Give up. Fucking, I'm just hoping for that Frank Zappa crowd at this point. That there's some <laughs> just like rebel people that just hate life and everything in it. And they're like, we just need something that's just so fucking fucked up and wrong. No. God damn it. This guy. This is our fucking. This is our jam. That generation right here, is sex over. You missed it, Boogie. All right. We'll be here next week in this room and we'll do something. Oh, what? Sorry. Can I plug something? What? Tomorrow. I'm doing a freaking hook pull here at Threshold. 
tomorrow. So if you're listening to this if you're show, living, listening to this show, make plans for tonight. If you're in the Los Angeles area or planning to visit, but where? Send us a well, never mind. Where? Here at Here. Threshold. At Threshold. Okay. Hook, hook pull. pull. Okay. Yeah. It's a party. Huh? No, no it's just it, is, a hook it pull. is just a hook pull. Anybody's open to the public? It's open to anyone who wants to come to a quick hook pull class and do a hook pull. There is no play allowed. Okay. What time? Other than hook pulls. Other what time? Pulls. Um, seven. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I will be here. <laughs> and you don't have to pull. If you just want to learn about it and see what hook pulls are about, come on out, too. Nice. Cool. Come on out. We'll but I have hooks. And, and watch Blood Crotch. We'll just watch. <laughs> <laughs> hunger, I'm actually. Hunger, hunger, blood Crotch. Oh, no. My back was worse. Oh, God. Well, it's <laughs> a great end to a show. I'm not pulling this week. I'm just uh, facilitating. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next week. Blood Crotch. <laughs>
sunrise She rubs the sleepy, sleepy eyes Bell marks on her ass And sore muscles in between her thighs I make her pancakes Serve it on a pretty plate We talk about the sex Because the sex was fucking great She gives a little giggle It makes her wiggle, wiggle I'm hard again, I'm going in Once more she's getting diddled Out in the cosmos Gotta have your dirty fun Everybody's getting so Out in the cosmos Girls like that nasty love Everybody's getting so Out in the cosmos Gotta 